Hi there, welcome to Claim the Stage, a podcast about public speaking and speaking up. If you struggle with saying what you want to say on stage, on camera, or in conversation, you're in the right place. I'm Angela Lucier, your host. I'm also an author, professional speaker, and CEO and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood, a network of public speaking clubs for women. If you want to practice the tips you learn on this podcast, you can check out a Speaker Sisterhood club as a guest for free. Learn more at speakersisterhood.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to Claim the Stage. I'm so um, pumped for today's episode. I received an email about today's guest, Maria Romano, asking if I wanted to have her on. And within, I think, reading three sentences of the email, I responded, yes, 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 because she started a speaking business in her 50s. And she is now in her 60s, thriving, built the whole business around basically a tragic life event that required her to go on a different path and took what she learned from her new path and is helping other people. So in 2012, her husband, Frank, passed away and it led her to get back on the dating Uh, circuit, I guess, and started to learn, wow, dating is so much different than it was uh, before I got married. So she learned a whole bunch of different strategies and things that helped her to be a more successful dater and then started to help other people with dating and then became a wedding officiant and in in Las Vegas and now has done over 3000 weddings and helps other people who want to do wedding officiating. So we we talk about all the things she learned as she was building her speaking business in her fifties. So if you're someone who thinks it's too late to become a professional paid speaker, Maria is here to tell you it's not. And I'm excited for this episode because my new, my course, which I've been teaching for six years now, speaking school for women is coming back and registration is open right now. And this course is a six part online course that teaches you how to become a paid speaker. I have had nothing but rave reviews from this course for years because it is worth the investment. You can make back what you spend on it in just a couple speaking gigs. So if you're wondering, I would if you're wondering how to start a speaking business and what are the steps you need to take and how do you know how to put together a speech and where do you even reach out to people and how do you promote yourself? We cover all of it in speaking school and it is a step-by-step process that you can do over and over again as you continue building and growing as a speaker. So registration is open right now. You can click the link in the show notes to get more information and get registered. Class starts on Monday, April 11th. I teach one uh, hour a week and I, I space it out because there's homework every week. And by the end of your the class, you have a whole plan for your whole speaking business. And I and in the homework, I even correct it for you and give you feedback. So I'm with you along the whole journey. It's super fun. And I have seen some really amazing results from the students who take this class. So today's, today's episode is all about a woman who decided she was going to become a professional speaker and how she did it. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Maria Romano. Maria Romano, welcome to Claim the Stage. Oh, good morning, Angela. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm very excited to talk with you because, and I don't know that I really talk about it this much on the podcast, that the majority of my audience is 45 to 59-year-old women, and 
I often hear from the women that I work with that they feel it's too late to get started with a career in speaking, like they miss their opportunity. Everyone out there is in their 30s and in their 20s and well, why should I start now? And so when I heard your story, I thought you have to come on the podcast and share it with our audience and share some of your advice because I know they will find you inspiring and empowering. So before we get into your tips, can you tell us how you ended up as a professional speaker in your 60s? Oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you, it's interesting. Like most people, most people you know, look at me and think, oh gosh, she's very outgoing. And, you know, she seems like she's an extrovert. I'm really an introvert. So let's start with that. That's, that's the type of person I am, but I do love speaking to people. Okay. And speaking to people when I found my niche, but when I actually started, I, you know, I was a little hesitant about public speaking. I was hesitant about getting out there. And I actually became a wedding officiant here in Las Vegas, which gave me an opportunity. Number one, you're meeting couples on one of the happiest days of their life. Also, you have a script for those of you that right in front of you, you have a ceremony. So that kind of is a little bit of a crutch when you think about it, you have that there. And it gave me an opportunity to really start testing the waters with speaking publicly and actually branching out. So for many years, um, I perfected my wedding ceremony where I became good enough where I didn't need a script and where I, I got comfortable in front of an audience. And that's the biggest thing. Whether And now, of course, it's not just live audiences, it's virtual too. So you have to be, you have to be able to pivot and shift in that respect. But when you start um, from a place of where, where I did, where I speak about love and meeting couples on one of the happiest days of their lives, it gave me a great, it was a comfort zone for me that I became very uh, comfortable with getting out in front of me and speaking in front of whether it's a couple or whether it's 200 or 300 people. So that was the first thing. From there, I decided, you know, I had a message. And I think that's important because one of the things that happens, we start on one trajectory, as you know, but sometimes we have to, something else opens up to us. It doesn't mean we give up what we have. It's just another avenue. And I recognize that um, I actually pivoted into talking to people in their 50s, 60s, and 70s about dating. So here you are, you're talking about women that are looking to get into speaking well, how about when you get back in the dating world? Okay, so that, that again, you had the same challenges, the same challenges are there, and and the same um, things that hold you back. So yeah. they're, they're kind, they're very similar when you think about it. You have the confidence, right? I'm not good enough. Imposter syndrome. I can't compete with all these young people. You know what? You have a message, okay? The same way, like I say, when you get out there and dating, you have something. You have something you can offer. Everybody has something. And the same thing happens when you get out into the world of speaking. You have a message, and that message needs to be shared. And the um, the travesty in this is you want to be able to share that gift, and you don't know how what you say can change one life or many lives. Mm -hmm. And that's the key. And when you can impact, even if it's just one, that makes all the difference in the world. So I think that's the step you have to take. And then I created a course on how to officiate weddings. So, you know, I, I, I do that. And I really don't talk a lot about the dating anymore, but I use it in a lot of my analogies when I speak, because Dating, just like the professional world, it's the same thing. It's a courtship. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, and and um, 
And that's how, and I mean, listen, I, I got to tell you, there were times when I would get up in front of people, even though after I got really, I've really perfected my um, talk in front of, you know, people that are getting married. But then when I actually got out there and started speaking about love and love in the workplace and so on and so forth, you know, I still had my, those butterflies in my belly. Angela, I got to tell you, it wasn't easy, but you know what? If I didn't do it, if I didn't do it, I knew that I was disappointed in me, nobody else, me. And that's the key thing. How did you develop the confidence you have today? What would you attribute that to? Well, you know, there's a couple of things that factors, you know, first of all, you have to dig deep in yourself, okay, and decide, you know, what is it that you truly want. And in, or, I think in order for us to remain young, and I say this, and no matter what age you are, and I'm in my 60s, I'll tell everybody I have my Medicare card. So I'm not lying about my age. But when you, you know, you make a decision that you're going to get comfortable being uncomfortable and you're going to learn things and not just sit back and say, you know, I'm at a point in my life and you just take that first step. But also I, I surrounded myself with individuals that I knew were going to push me out of my comfort zone, not just tell me stay there. You know, for example, if you tell a family member, Hey, I decided I'm going to go out and I want to be a public speaker. They're going to say, why do you want to do that for, right? Yeah. There's always those naysayers and they love you. They love you. They just don't understand. You got that fire in your belly. Okay. And that fire in your belly is, is that energy that you want to get out there and that passion that you still have something to share and to do in life. And when you tap into that, and I also surrounded myself with coaches that helped me that gave me the, con not just told me or took my money, okay, that actually helped me move that needle. Mm -hmm. And that's the key thing. Yeah, community is so important, especially people who are willing to get outside the comfort zone and recognize the value of that. It's, yeah, because if you're around the people who are saying that could never work, you're too old, or you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, it's really frustrating. So tell us, your best pieces of advice for women who want to build a public speaking business later in life, who may have that imposter syndrome or that fear of not being relevant or whatever that goes through their mind. And I had all of those. I mean, so just so that, you know, I had every one of them and I still have every one of them all the time because I'm always perfecting or trying to speak, you know, add to your speech. But I started thinking about that. And I think it's important, first of all, for women to understand before is doesn't matter what age you are. So, so put that out of your mind, put that aside, but you need to determine what your message is going to be. Okay. Because what happens is, is we watch a speaker and we sort of more or less want to emulate them. And it's important to really work on what your message is, what you think you'd like to share with the world. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't be open to advice to change it, okay? But they're probably one of the best sayings that I came across, and I wanted to pull this out on the first piece of advice. I thought it was very important is, let me find it here, because I wrote, I had it in my, I wrote a book, that's why. And it's always be the best first rate version of yourself instead of a second rate version of someone else by Judy Garland, believe it or not. And I think that's the important thing is so, so develop on what you think you want to talk about. And then the next thing is, is you need to start. Okay. You need to start somewhere. 
Um, and don't, and forget about being perfect. And I think as women, and especially my generation, even more so, I think Angela, the younger generation, like yourself and a lot of people, we have a lot more confidence uh, because of the stigma of women still were breaking out into the, the workplace, into the um, field where there was a lot of male dominance is start. It does not have to be perfect. We try so hard to be perfect at everything. And I'm surprised we're all not on Xanax because we can't do it. All. <laughs> right? It's true. Yeah. So when you start with, with recognizing that um, and, you know, and move forward and don't allow uh, the negativity to play into your mind, whether it's somebody important in your life. And even though you love them, and they tell you, why are you doing this? Say, so, you know what, this is something, you know, if you're there and you're, you have my back and you want to see me grow, this is something that I'd like you, you know, at least to support me. You might not always agree, but at least support what I'm doing. And I think that's important if you have a family unit, if you have a partner in your life, whoever that is, but take that step, take that first step and move forward. And, uh, you know, recognize that you're not going to be perfect and work on perfecting it. And I really think the third thing, is finding a community, finding, you know, some people to help you, whether it's a great coach or several coaches. And I was so resistant in doing that. I figured, hey, you know, I was in the corporate world. I should be able to do all this myself. Wrong. Because even learning how to do wedding ceremonies is a whole different ballgame than when you get out to speak publicly, because it's a whole different frame. It's a completely mm -hmm. different braid, story braid. So I recognized that I needed to, I thought, hey, I could do this, right? And, and again, I found the right coaches that worked for me to move forward. And it's always a work in progress. And even when you find them, you have to continue to improve upon them. Yeah. When you talked about message earlier, that's a part that a lot of speakers struggle with because they might have multiple areas of expertise or they don't want to say no to a speaking engagement because they've hyper-focused on something. Do you have any advice for people who are struggling with figuring out a core message that they want to focus on? Well, I think that's the key thing is you have to focus on the core message, but recognize I, I started in one direction. I thought I wanted to speak to about people about ageism, right? And it wound up pivoting into one of my talks is loving your way to the top. And it's people think it's all about what's about the workplace. But the point is, is you, when you actually, you, you need to really do a lot of soul searching. And I think the key thing is, is to sit down and recognize we you might have several areas that you're an expert in, but think about what the message is to people that is going to be hearing what you have to say. And I, I think that's the key thing as well as is trying to, to tap into that, working with the coach, maybe working, you know, thinking of spending time with yourself. Maybe you pray, maybe, you know, you're meditating, whatever it is, you need to spend that quiet time to see what that inner voice is to tell you what's going to work. And you have to find out too, what's relevant, what's going on. What do people want to hear? You know, that's, that's why you go out and you, you know, you, you talk to other people, Hey, do you want to hear me speak about this? Would this be something you're interested in? So I think those are the areas that are important as well. Were there any specific weaknesses you felt you had or um, obstacles that you later found out as you started speaking were actually strengths? Oh my gosh. You know what? I have to tell you. <laughs> One of, I think we're, we're first of all vulnerability, right? <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to my mind is when I talked about 
dating, for example, the struggles that I had. And those were obstacles. Do I share the stories? Do I share the stories? Of... But you have to be able to share sometimes that vulnerable side because that's how you connect with your listener. And one of the struggles I had too is, is we get into our heads that we have to make sure we're emulating the right way and we're, we're standing the right way. And, and we really need to focus on what is the audience? What does the listener want to hear? How can you touch that listener? It's not about you. It's about the value you're bringing. And that's the key thing. And you got to really focus on that. And it takes time. It does not happen overnight. It is a work in progress. I mean, listen, Zig Ziglar and all these great speakers that start, they didn't just get on stage and become good, but they worked on their message and they knew what their message was. And by focusing on that and really perfecting them, then you can take that message and you can layer and layer and layer. So you might have talks that you can use in different venues for different audiences but I think the key thing is you have to focus but I you know I cried at night and I thought why am I doing this and I thought is this really what I'm supposed to do but my inner voice is what I listened to your husband passed away 10 years ago right that's correct and, and that was what got you on this path of dating and starting over and then realizing, oh, there's a whole new future here for me. And you were able to take this tragedy and then recognize a new um, passion of yours in helping others. For others who have gone through something difficult, whether it's losing a family member or you know, just any kind of crisis, what would you say to them about incorporating that life experience into their speaking and how that has, could make a difference for their audience. That is an important, that's really a great question when you, when you think about it, because people don't recognize that the pain that they might've had in their life and the challenges are really something that somebody else needs to hear because they need to hear that message. You just don't know that because you don't know them. And for me, it was interesting when I got out there to talk and I didn't want to start with my husband passed away. I mean, that was not, but then I realized, you know what, there are people that maybe it might not be their husband, their wife, it could be their mom, their dad, a good friend and how significant that person was in their life and how that changed their life. And they had to change their path, their whole trajectory changed. So for me, I, it took me a while. I didn't listen and I didn't listen to my coaches either when they told me that, but, I, but they're a lot better than I am. So when I, you know, when I um, thought about it, that's what I focused on. And then when I hear other speakers that have done extremely well is they actually tap into what happened to them in life. You know, you might've been divorced. You might've lost a child. You might've had uh, situations in the workplace where they were unfair and just whatever it is. There's somebody that needs to hear that. There's somebody, and they don't want to, they want to relate to somebody that's just like them. That listen, we have the Oprah's out there and the Michelle Obama's, right? And we have the Brene Browns that, that we know that they have gone through, but they want to know there's somebody just like them, just like them that makes a difference. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think it is. 
Yeah, I agree. I think it, it that makes all the difference. And like, I used to be a very shy person and I worked really, really hard to build my public speaking skills. And now I run a public speaking organization. I always find it's helpful to tell people that because it's like, I can relate to you. I understand what it's like to be in that situation. So um, any other mistakes you made or things you did that you wish you could have done differently at this point, now that you have the perspective and experience 10 years later? Well, you know, Angela, frankly, you know, I have, I've had more yesterdays than I do tomorrows. I think that's the important thing. Mm -hmm. And you know what, in life, we don't know how many tomorrows we have. So you need to, you know what, really do some soul searching to make each day exceptional. Yeah, I love that. Is there anything you want to share with the audience about any programs you have coming up or anything that they might be of interest that you're doing? Well, I have a couple of things I'm doing. You know, one thing is, is I'm, I'm one of these people that I don't like working for somebody. I like kind of working for myself. And I think that if you have, especially women out there that are looking to develop their um, public speaking skills is, is, uh, you know, getting out there doing it. And maybe, uh, I, you know, I, I have a book going from just one to a plus one. And that just talks about, it's just a nice short version about dating, but I really focus on, I created a digital course on how to become a rock star wedding officiant. And I actually started, I put that together through COVID and the course can take online. You can either take the full course and learn how to officiate weddings on your own, or you can take it live with me. I train a few times a year. That is for the special individual that wants to impact, you know, couples on one of the happiest days of their lives they want to have fun, like in Las Vegas, for example, I get to go on helicopters to the Grand Canyon. Okay. <laughs> I get to go over the strip. I go on the big high roller, which is the big Ferris wheel. I get to go on boats. So, you know, you can, and every state, every state, anywhere that you can take the course, because you have that opportunity. If you want to have fun, impact other people's lives and make money. And it's a safe way. If you're thinking about getting into public speaking too, you start with that and you move on because then you get comfortable with the audience, comfortable with, with the microphone, where to stand, what to do uh, that I offer. And um, I, I just, I just added to, cause my company name is true love knots and it is the true love knots. Really the love knots come from the Celtics. So when the Celtics used to sail off to seas, their loved ones would tie these sails. So I now have a bracelet that I sell that's blessed by me, very inexpensive. It's under $15. So if you bless with love to wear with love. <laughs> so I, you know, I found my niche. My niche is the love business. And the key thing is finding your niche. Like I said in the beginning, you want to be the first rate version of yourself instead of a second rate version of someone else. Very well said. Maria, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing some of your experiences and just being so open and vulnerable with the audience. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much, Angela. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. If you loved today's episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts to say thanks. Also, if you'd like to support the show and say thanks in another way, you can now do that by hitting the support button in the show notes. You can set up a monthly recurring payment of 99 cents to $10 to whatever fits your budget. All payments go directly to me. 
All right, I'd like to say thanks to Kelly Vogel for producing my music. This show is created in the Glitter Closet in Holyoke, Massachusetts, and it's a production of Speaker Sisterhood. That does it for me this week, you guys. As always, stop waiting, start creating. I'll see you next time.